Howdy ho. Neighborinos. I was going to say a swear, but I decided we don't need to be swearing on this podcast anymore. Whoa. Never again shall we swear and be crass. And that is, folks, is the last uh, episode of the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Now we will be the Loving Jesus Guys podcast, I guess. No, no. You don't want to love Jesus? You don't want to love the Lord, your Lord and Savior? You know what, Spencer? That's gay. Whoa. (laughs) It is the month to be gay. You know what? I, I almost completely forgot about this. I don't know how. It was just over the weekend. So, folks, in the old Pittsburgh area, the Spencer and I went to a Comic Con. It was the Three Rivers Con at the big convention center, and it was an all right time. But to double up our pleasure, <laughs> they had the art festival also in Pittsburgh. And you know what that means? Also, Gay Pride Weekend. Mm-hmm. Somehow, we did not find this was weird because we went outside like 50 times. Yeah, we was almost outside more than we were inside the convention. Yeah, because Spencer decided he had to get a commission that took 18 hours <laughs> to accomplish. So we had a lot of downtime to kill. So we were walking around uh, the cultural district of Pittsburgh, walking through the art festival, which was huge this year. I was like, yeah. holy fuck. I guess COVID's not real anymore. Multiple <laughs> blocks. Yeah, multiple blocks. And then... Like we we walked through all that and stuff, and we would see the occasional pride flag and everything. And I've been to the pride thing before in it, where it's like, yeah, you were talking it up all big. Well, I was just like, holy shit! Like you want to talk about like some extreme gayness? There was a lot of gay pride there, and I was like, this is interesting. And uh, this time we we didn't find it. No, no. I mean, we like I said, we saw some gay people and the gay pride supporters and all that stuff walking through the art festival but like we walked end to end of the art festival but we could not find where the actual pride events were going on because that what we were in that was just the art yeah. festival that's that's a separate thing because when i went to it before when they had like the pride festival going on you had the art festival just like that was a little bit of a different area and then once you got to the end of um Kind of like how we're like the cocktail booths and stuff where you know how like the blockade. Mm. Once you got past that, you'd walk and then it was just like a completely different festival, of just like all the, the gay stuff. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. But th- like th- we never found it. I don't know where the fuck it was because we were in a different area. So it just went into like downtown main road. So I don't I don't know. We just didn't look hard enough, I guess. Yeah. But I, I didn't feel like like crossing uh, main areas of Pittsburgh. But I think like the Pride Festival usually is downtown. And we were. We I think we were still just a little bit north of that maybe or I, I don't know Pittsburgh's laid out weird but anyway it was a really fun time yeah like what is north south east like? yeah it's like a fucking half an island I don't even know it's surrounded by rivers so uh, we didn't get to get our pride on unfortunately not not in the way we wanted to no I want Spencer to really experience the pride festival because you see some I'm, this is gonna be harsh to say grossness <laughs> you see some gross things I'm not talking about just gay people doing gay things I'm talking about like things you don't want anybody to like. Picture two elderly people having sex in the street. You wouldn't want to watch that, would you? <laughs> no. Because... It doesn't matter if they're straight or gay or... Because the elderly people are not attractive to you. Because for most people, you don't find elderly people attractive. Well, these a lot of these folks that are getting very intimate in the streets of the Pride Festival are also just not... like They're the people you don't want to see doing that. It's never like the stereotypical hot gay guys or hot lesbians doing stuff. It's always like the, you know, like like the people we would see at like at the comic book festival, yeah. but they were just humping each other and you'd be like, oh, I don't that's that's no good. So that that was uh that was our weekend trip and it, it was alright. I liked it. We did get to see somebody wearing a Nicolas Cage 
face t-shirt. That was interesting. Which was great. Multiple times we saw well, yeah, it. I'm yeah. assuming it was the same guy. I was have to, uh, now thinking about it, I wish I would have went up and just been like, how much for the shirt? Give what, me the what, shirt, what, buddy. How much for your shirt, friend? <laughs> <laughs> you were so enthralled by the shirt, you didn't even realize that was Nicolas Cage wearing it. Right. Shirt. It could have been. It could have been. <laughs> That's actually would probably be in, like an awesome cover for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only downside to the art festival and all that stuff was... I ended up spending like all my money that I wanted to spend on stuff at the con. And then when we got to the art festival, they had way cooler art that I would have liked to buy. So that was, that was the only downside. And and the fact that we didn't get to see the fucking gay festivities. I was like, we really, did not. Yeah. I really, cause I had a lot of fun last time I went to that. Cause like everyone's obviously very friendly, yeah. but just like you see things you don't normally see. I mean, you got a taste of it. You saw like a guy walking a girl on a leash or something. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, usually it's like so much weird because what people don't realize is a lot of people will tag on to the gay pride stuff. So it'll be like, oh yeah, just a celebration of the LGBTQ plus community. No, you also get like the furries. They just add on to that. You get the fucking people that are just like going around taking pictures of feet when no one's looking. You get those, like you get a lot of weird guys going into that. And, uh, that's really fun to, fun to witness from a distance. As long as they're not taking pictures of your feet or sniffing you from behind or anything like that. But that's that's what's weird. It's like just because it's a pride festival doesn't mean it's just a you know all you can fuck buffet. It's <laughs> yeah. not supposed to be like this public get naked and do weird shit. Like it's it might to a degree be a celebration of your sexuality, but it's not a celebration of sex. Like that's like right, that's yeah. a different thing. So I don't know why. So that's so, like uh, that's like that's like Rome shit. Then. Yeah. Like, no, no, don't get me wrong. The debauchery, like most people, they know how to behave. They're not just doing weird shit to do it. But it's just like the ten, five or ten percent of the people that go there just go too hard, man. Like they just. They're a little too free with their freak flags for uh, public consumption. If you want to do that in, uh, you know, just even indoors somewhere, like just have like one of the bars or something. Hey, this is where we're going to get real fucking weird. Like you could do that. But uh, when you're like walking dudes and ladies and on uh, harnesses and balls are hanging out and you can see like shit stains on the back of the leather leotards like that's that's probably a little too much. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, if you folks are ever in the Pittsburgh area during Pride Month, I would highly recommend checking that out. Hopefully you find it, because the parking sucks. That's the problem with Pittsburgh. We couldn't drive to go find yeah. You have to just walk everywhere, and it's like, it's hot. <laughs> so right. hot. Uh, it's always really hot during Pride, but uh, anyway, um, and Three Rivers Con, that's always a good convention, so, you know, double whammy. We had a triple whammy, because we had a dark festival, too. It was triple all fun. Work. Yeah. It was better than the one we went to, the one convention where it was just like Picklesburg. Yeah. Unless you're really into pickles, you're not going to. I mean, this was a different kind of pickles we saw this time, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not the, not the same. You are listening to the Drunken Pedrated I am your host. And then like the last part of that, the noise is like a little too chipmunky or something. <laughs> I am your host, Caleb James. Now I'm going to let you pick which one you like because this okay. could be a... a uh, are you going to say them both or is it I'm just I'm going to say them both and you can pick the one that you would prefer for your OnlyFans, of course. Okay, yeah, okay. Spencer, the Billings Backbreaker Church. Ooh. Alternate. Billings Backbuster. Ooh. 
I I'm thinking like pro wrestling would be more the backbreaker yeah. or maybe comic book ask more, but the back backbuster sounds more. I sign the 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 backbuster. I kind of see, but the backbuster almost has well backbreaker too. I guess has almost the double entendre. You know, I'm gonna bust your back. You yeah. know, like you get with the lady. Uh, usually it's like blowing out your back, yeah. but you know what? Whatever. See, I was the I I uh immediately went to the wrestling of just like pound bomb motherfuckers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> just fucking. Yeah, the old spine buster power bomb kind of thing. So we don't have a topic today. Spencer didn't want to come up with one, so we're gonna talk about butts. I'm, u- I'm useless. Useless baby. I did have something I wanted to touch on. That's why my notebook's down here from a oh, novel I'm writing. Okay. I'll read a part of it for you, Spencer. Ooh. Um it's not gonna be enticing, believe me, because uh the part I'm gonna read is the part that, without any context, you're just like, what the fuck is he talking about here? But anyway, it actually just has to do with um, dialogue tags. Uh. Because I find, the more I write, the less I follow Stephen King's advice of just always saying, said. Mm. So, you know, fuck you, Biff said. Eat a dick, Biff said. You're stupid, Biff said. I sometimes want to throw in, fuck you, Biff shouted. Yeah. Fuck you, Biff. Biff snorted, like, you know. So I'm going to crack this open because I have a good bit of... Uh... Also, because I was having fun with this one scene. Uh, here's the pre- the preface for this scene. They uh, Because my main character's mother passed away, and he had to go to Ireland to uh, where her house was and stuff, And because his mother lived in Ireland, and they had a barrier and all this. So it was like a week later. They're having a big family dinner at the, the house. It's uh, extended family. So, like, the main character, you know, probably doesn't know most of these people, like, kind of knows them, but they're all very Irish, and and I didn't go and try to write the Irish accent or anything like that, because I'm just going to fuck that up. So, it's just implied, you know, that they all have accents, but... That, or, like, even now, at the stage that you're at, you don't have to deal with that now. Just write it, and if you want to later on... I can fuck with that later. In the next pass. Like, I have characters that have their own ways of speaking, but, uh, and there are a couple characters that will also, like, speak some words of actual Irish... Uh, that's going to be, I'm not even going to try to read that on here because I still can't pronounce Irish very well. In the scene, like it's right after the dinner and I'm not going to read the one part, but where I was having fun was, uh, I almost took a, a bite out of, uh, Martino Cayenne's Crane Achille, uh, Graveyard Clay. It's, uh, because in that book, the whole book is just written where it's just a bunch of dead people in a graveyard and they're all speaking at the same time. Yeah, so I was yeah, just like, I yeah. you telling me about that. So I took a bit of that where the one character, it's his girlfriend, is with him. She came with him, and she's at the dinner, and she's really out of place. She's just an American, has no Irish roots by any means. So she doesn't know anybody, and she's just like, what the fuck? So she's watching the conversations unfold. So I wrote it, so every conversation is just popping up at once. So she's just kind of like, oh, they're saying this, and then like it'll just break into mid-sentence in somebody else's conversation, break in, uh to another one. And I, I might be able to give an example of that. Uh, yeah. Ooh, this might actually be a little bit longer of a reading, but we have a whole episode. So yeah. That's fine. So, like, this is the the scene where she's just watching some of the conversations. And I'm, I'm this is just the first draft, folks. So a lot of this is going to get elaborated on in future drafts and maybe even cut. I don't even know if I want to keep this. So this is just, you know. The way I've been writing lately, too, which has been helping, as we talked about in the past, is I'm just writing it. So I'm not too worried about if I use the right words, if I'm using the right dialogue tags or anything like that. I'm just fucking writing it how it comes to me, and then I'm going to do that later. So just to give you, like, an example, I used uh, M dashes. Well, I mean, I, I wrote this by hand, but, the, you know, there'd be M dashes in the uh, formatting. So 
when we're just jumping converse, conversation to conversation. So like she's just looking around the room. Uh, so this one, like, it's just I'm assuming, I, I, cause I don't think I actually use uh, tags for who's speaking on these ones. She's just looking around. So just, you know, anybody in the room, because most of the characters in this aren't going to be named because they're not important. For my money, Gravediggers has the finest pints in all of Dublin. Few of them grow anything worth a shit. Never married on account of that witch he calls a mother. And I says, Jesus, man, if that's a chip, I don't want to be a potato. And then it just goes on like a couple more like that. But it's just like literally cuts mid-sentence. So when I say it out loud, it just sounds like almost a run-on. Yeah. But they're an individual break. So like that's fun because then you like I'm going to really ham that up yeah. when I do. Because I can say some really offensive shit. Because it would be out of context, so I could just be like, and her tits were sagging to her knee, and then it would just go to like the next conversation about like a mother talking about breast milking or something. So you could, like, I think you could have a lot of fun with adding humor to that and just be offensive, but it's not going to really be offensive because you don't know what the conversation is. So like the reader would be like, hey, am I supposed to be offensive? Is that a butt sex joke, or is he just talking? Like, you don't know what they're talking about. But going to the, the dialogue tags, I'm trying to see where this starts. Where, before we even go into that, where, what's your stance on dialogue tags? Are you just a straight said man, or... I try not to, uh... You've been doing what I do, you just said. go with what... Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I, like, I'll use said. I don't, I feel like, though, if you... I feel like if I use that a whole bunch... It gets repetitive. Repetitive. That's what I always worry about. That's or, why I like to break it up. Or what I, what I've been trying to do... Is like if I'm having just like two people talk, I'm trying to uh, really focus on the dialogue enough that you can tell that which one's talking. So I don't even try to use, yeah, you know, it as much. Well, the way and you'll you'll get this when I read these passages. The way I've been writing, especially this story, is because I'm have I have a lot of dialogue. I I'm breaking it up with action. So it'll be like you know bit of dialogue broken up with action, maybe a dialogue tag, uh, more dialogue. Like, so it's the same speaker. Because one thing I, I didn't do a lot in the past was uh, having the old, you know, you don't want to say lecture, but like somebody's talking and then it actually breaks into multiple paragraphs where they're still talking. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, not just, because for a long time I had a habit of just like, okay, he has one or two sentences of dialogue and then somebody else and we go back and forth. Like I'm trying to actually establish more of the way people speak, like how we're now, like I'm taking over the conversation for the moment. So you're a dick. Because I'm a fucking jerk, but I also came up with the idea for the podcast. Fair. Ah! Fair. Oh, yeah. And I'm the one who has to edit it also. Yes, also fair. <laughs> Where we are now is, because this is a good bit after the dinner part, my main character's name are Oshin, and his girlfriend is Shay. Now, obviously, Oshin's very Irish. It's O-I-S-I-N. So they got a couple beers. They're going to head outside because, you know, there's too much going on. They just want to be alone. They're trying to get out, but they run in, like, right at the entrance of the, uh, the house because it's like a small cottage house. There's a conversation going on, which I break right into the middle of that conversation like I did with the other ones. And then that's when, like, the main conversation going on that they're trying to... Because I, I wanted to... Well, I was experimenting. It was like, how do you write a scene where a character's trying to just, say, get through a door, and they're just like, hey, excuse me, but then, like, they just... The people just not even paying attention to them. So I'll try to do that in, a, like, a funny way. Standing on either side of the entrance door, Oshin's uncle Sean and some cousin were in the middle of an animated argument. And then I broke right into the middle of their argument. So you don't know where the beginning was or where the conversation was leading necessarily. And who are we to decide the fate of the unborn? 
Only the Lord, Sean waved his hands with wild disregard to those around him, can choose which paths we take, whether it be life or death. Man has no right. Spittle shot from his seething mouth. No right. Oshin dodged a wayward hand. Uh, excuse us, we're just... And what if it's the Lord's will for a woman to choose to terminate the pregnancy? The cousin asked Sean, neither of whom acknowledged Oshin's presence or bothered to move out of the way. You can't stand here and tell me God couldn't stop these women if he wanted. Pardon us. Oshin tried stepping through them, but was rebuffed by another errant hand flailing wildly about. Free will, Sean spat. God has bestowed upon us free will so we can choose to be virtuous. Choose. We just need to slide past real quick and... And what sense does that make, Sean? What sense? The cousin threw his hands up in disbelief. You talk about choice and virtue. Well, where's the virtue in a God who would allow us to make choices that, in your words, condemn us to eternity of everlasting fire? Repentance, Sean shouted. You must repent for your sins to avoid God's justified wrath. And see, like, I've been using, like, shouted... Like, I'm, I'm not just saying said because that kind of takes away. So that's where I always get a little confused, too, though, is, uh, you know, you throw in the exclamation point. So I said repentance, exclamation point. Do I need the shouted? Because that's obviously shouting. But yeah. I always find that it throws me off when it says, like, what was the famous Dumbledore one? Somebody, like, a big exclamation point, And then Dumbledore said calmly. Like, it just doesn't fit, you know? I never like when they has exclamation point. But then it's just said. It just doesn't feel like. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm being redundant when I do it with the shouted, but I just, I, I like it. Well, it gives it a little bit extra uh, flair to it. Yeah, that's what I think. You know what? I, I want excitement. I want excitement at work. I like that uh, thing you sent me, too, that guy's new mid-range uh, between a period and exclamation point oh, and yeah. new punctuation. It's shaped <laughs> like a dick and balls. Yeah. I forget what he called that. Just need to squeeze by. If repentance absolves us of sin, the cousin was practically frothing at the mouth. Why does any of this matter? A woman can abort a hundred babies and still go to heaven by your logic. Sorry, God. Flushed another one down the shitter. Three Hail Marys ought to cover it, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. Fellas, if you'd move for one... Now, why do you have to be crash? Sean softened his tone. There's no need for foul language. See, that's another way. Instead of doing an actual dialogue tag, Sean softened his tone. Yeah. So you still get who's speaking, and you can also change the way... The tone. Uh, yeah, so I, I like I'm messing with that, too. Please, guys, we're just trying to... The only thing foul here is, gentlemen... Oshin shouted, another shouted, so now I'm getting like, maybe I don't need too many shouteds, but how is he going to get his point across? Because it's got to be a, you know, loud enough that they, they pay attention, so. Well, that could just be, um, uh, you might need to put like a note in there or something that whenever you go to type it, like, he's when he's like, gentlemen, it's big and bold, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, See, it, that'd be a formatting thing, though. I don't know. That's another thing I worry about, because I do have some different formatting things that are going to be in here how do you go about like if you're going to actually get this book published like a publisher be like hey by the way this is text message so we need like a special picture formatting for this this needs to be centered because it's music lyrics like different things like that I, I feel like you just have to get the editor i guess but uh as never being published through a mainstream publisher i don't know the uh the abilities that they're or like the the means they're willing to stretch out to give you like a uniqueness because like yeah. house of leaves is all fucking formatted weird but that's like they they went into it knowing that so gentlemen oshin shouted several heads turned his way please he made a separating motion with his hands let us through oshin my boy sean said in surprise i didn't see you there so sorry he took a step back from in front of the door you remember paul don't you he pointed to the cousin he's sarah's boy 
Some dinner, eh? Paul took a step back as well. Your uncle... See, and that's another good way. So you just show the action of Paul stepping back. You don't have to say Paul said. I think that's a very effective way of showing who's talking without having to say they're talking. And I definitely probably need to do that more in my work. Uh, is just, you know, show the person speaking through their actions versus just saying, you know, Paul said. But anyway, some dinner, eh? Paul took a step back as well. Your uncle and I were just having us a friendly debate. Say, what are your thoughts on... Now, now, Sean interjected. Ocean got plenty on his mind already without our heaping on more. He looked relieved that the conversation had been broken up. Unless you want to join in, he said reluctantly. Ocean gave a tight-lipped smile and a nod. Some other time. He placed his hand on the small Shay's back and guided her between the two men to the outside. Sean bowed slightly in a show of respect while Paul briefly waved with his fingertips. I guess I could finish this because I'm almost caught up to where I am. As they walked into the damp night air, Paul's voice rumbled back to life like the engine of a long-sitting lawn tractor. The door shut right as he was picking up momentum. One shouldn't need the threat of internal hellfire to be a good... On the cottage porch sat a shrunken old man... He wasn't a member of the family, but Oshin recognized him as Grandma Nora's good friend, Gus O'Malley. Old Gus was hard of hearing and going blind, so Oshin guided Shay past him. I used guided too many times in this now. Also, I don't like the whole, you know, small to back, like pushing a girl around. Like in that situation, yeah, but like the following situation, maybe not so much. Uh, old Gus was hard of hearing and going blind, so Oshin guided Shay past him and vowed to explain the situation once they were alone. Gus, Oshin said loudly so the old man might hear, but the greeting in passing didn't find its mark, or at least it seemed as Gus hummed softly to himself the words of an Irish folk song, paying no heed to the world going on around him. And then I have a folk song and fucking and more stuff. I feel like I, now I have your opinion on this, but personally I feel like I'm doing a fairly good job of keeping the dialogue tags unique while also sticking to, you know, just like the traditional said when needed. Because like in the beginning, like most of the scenes in my book up till that point uh, aren't as animated. So it's usually said, but also I throw in a lot of action that shows who's speaking without having to say anything at all. Yeah, um, it seemed pretty, pretty balanced. Um, uh, I like the more technique of like the showing action who is talking without having to always say, yeah. said, shouted, yelled, explained, you know. Well, a lot of times when I read books where the dialogue tags are really heavy handed, even if it's just said, but it's just like a lot of every other sentence, Paul said, John said, it's like, all right, come on. Like, it just, I don't know about you, but I just kind of do like when I was reading the fucking Oblivion by David Foster Wallace. I just zoned out, and then I get to the end of the page. And I'm like, did I wait? I didn't even read that. Did I read that? I don't even remember. But it's, it's like I've just been having a lot of fun with this book, and like that's the only uh, part of the story that's probably gonna have like any like theology talk. But because it, it's based in like this part is based in Ireland, the Sean character, while it's not explicitly explicitly stated that he's a priest he's very priest-like because he gives like a again because the guy's mother died so and I th that's his brother or her brother so he gives like you know a speech and stuff like that and irish people are you know at least stereotypically very catholic yeah as far as i know they're like a little bit more uh not more religious but you know they, yeah they, you know they probably have well they have a history of being very catholic and then even like modern irish people are still pretty religious and uh the topic of abortion if we had because i want to uh, implement a little bit of progressive uh dialogue when, when 
in regards to like modern Irish people, which would have been the Paul character, he would have been younger. And you don't, the way I wrote it, you don't even actually know what side he's on. He's just kind of questioning like the will of God or the mm-hmm. supposed will, or even more, you know, deeply, he's questioning the actual Catholicism, like Sean's opinion. Oh, you're going to go internal hellfire. Like just how it doesn't make sense to some people. The best part of something like that, like you said, you don't even really know. He could all, he could just be playing devil's devil's advocate advocate and just like knowing that it's going to get a rise out of the other guy. So he's just, you know, well, like when Oshin broke up their conversation, finally, he's, you saw how they both just got really nice. And it's like, Hey, like they take it very seriously, but then they're not. Because it's just like kind of the Irish way is just everything's very serious until it's not like, you know, you're still just. It's 110%. Yeah. (laughs) Or nothing. Or nothing. Like I have a lot of, uh, like obviously my American scenes, because up till this point, all this whole story just takes place in like Pennsylvania. I definitely wrote those, like those dialogue scenes and stuff would be more realistic to as how Americans speak versus how, I don't know how Irish slang is. Like I could look up stuff, but I don't. I don't have friends who are actually from Ireland, so I can't say, "Hey, would this be something you guys actually say?" But does this sound right? Like- yeah. So I try not to use too much slang, and like I don't have a lot of conversations at the, the that dinner you, scene. You want to know, like my like I guess not. It's not really I Irish, but like Eng, like English, like European slang. You want to know what I get? Whatever guy Richie puts in his movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, maybe you just get like Brad Pitt's The Pikey. Yeah. Like, that's your fucking. Close to as Irish as you might get in your dialogue, just nonsense. But uh, to get a fan, like, oh, imagine seeing the scripts for that. That has yeah. to be like, I, I hope that's all that was all scripted. Mm-hmm. And he had to like learn those lines. <laughs> he just made up a lot of the shit. But <laughs> I don't think he's learning anything from like I don't know how you'd memorize that. But like like scenes like that though, I feel like I probably won't have to edit that too hard, which is nice. Um, the layout, yeah, like I don't know how all that's gonna the conversations like how i'm gonna actually have them placed and stuff like that because like i said i'm just writing you know just as it comes to me i would like to keep that scene because actually i do like that scene just how it turned out and i just you know wrote that real quick but uh i think it's fun what i didn't read here was the part with the old man he's singing the irish uh folk song to himself i decided which i probably should have did earlier on because i'm like six seven chapters in i decided that i wanted to use like because it's called suicide songs i think we discussed this on here before it's gonna be like like one of the main things is like a music box that can make you kill yourself and it's about like uh how how music affects people so i was gonna use like music lyrics as transitions not most of them probably i'll just make up or like that that one is just like a traditional irish song you you know it's like from fucking 1400s or something you don't have to have licensing for that because i don't want to get like a nicholas obergon he told me that blue light yokohama when it got published in like Japan or something, because it was an actual song someone wrote, uh, he had to like pay all this money to use it. Uh, and he's like, oh, goddamn, because copyright laws are different around the world. So I'm not going to use any real songs that have copyrights. Uh, folk songs, you can use all you want because they're just, you know, it's like nursery rhymes. Nobody owns them. So have you been messing around with like any kind of different techniques with your dialogue or, you know, even just the way you let scenes unfold? You know what I'm working on? It's very, like, at this point, um, it's almost kind of set up, like, almost like boss fights. Like, there's, like, these these main five people in this group that this guy has to go through. So I'm kind of, like, using, like, each chapter as, like, him inadvertently interacting with these people and, like, how he gets out of, like, that situation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But what I've noticed is more uh, while I'm working on the story of 
weird just uh coming up with things out of like out of nowhere like of like kind of like starting a chapter it's like all right i have an idea what this is and then by the end of the chapter like i did not know what that was before starting that chapter mm-hmm. i'm not really doing anything like like with the story that i'm that i'm working on it's not any weirdness to it really i mean it's very kind of straightforward it's it's science it's science fiction in a way that only just because it's set like in the near future but like not even like hundreds of years it's more like not even like within like a person's lifespan like not even like not even like a full hundred years so it's just like that kind of stuff i haven't uh haven't really done anything recently to where i would have to come up with like a uh like a weird or kind of play around with a uh, way to kind of tell a, a certain story or scene mm-hmm. because there's no, uh, like I said, it's kind of very straightforward and more kind of uh, kind of action-y, but not like 80s movie action, but, you know, there's yeah. each chapter, like, up the ante a little bit, a little bit there where it's like, so when you get to the end, you know, it's like, wow, this crazy shit's going on. But, like, when you go back, it's like, well, it's slowly been building. It's just not out of nowhere, you know. It's, it sounds like you're ramping it up like an RPG where the characters progress as the story goes on. So, Kind of, yeah. So if you have, you know. Yeah, because my character from the beginning of the story to where he's going to end up in from the end of the story are going to be very different people. Yeah, so if you had your character at the beginning jump straight to the end, he would not be able to handle the situation. No. But every situation he encounters up till that helps him build up. So he's just equipped enough to yeah. handle that. Like an RPG. Just equipped enough to handle that situation. And, and not even, not even really, because still, like, a lot of the times I have the him, the way he gets out is just from, like, dumb luck or just barely surviving. <laughs> or, like, he shouldn't have survived, but he did somehow, like, just by the skin of his teeth. Excellent. Well, with my story, and I had the idea just when I before I even you know started writing, is I wanted to not necessarily be experimental, but I wanted to tell a story like I wanted to have it unravel where each chapter kind of has a unique feel to it. So it's not just gonna like what I was saying. I was messing around with like the dialogue and how it unfolds in that, and I also had an idea which I actually I think I'm gonna implement later because it might have came out a little bit during that reading, like you probably didn't notice, but. I'm going to do, like, I think a chapter where it's going to be very heavy alliteration. Maybe it's a short chapter. Things, unlike your story, that ramps up. Mine just goes to crazy town all almost all at once. Yeah. So uh, think of the hike. There's that moment. There's a moment where it's like something's not right, <laughs> and then it just goes to fucking crazy town. Yeah. So my story's going to kind of do that. It's going to go to crazy town. Up to this point, everything like you're reading. And so six chapters in, you're reading the story just thinking, oh, this is like, like I have weird elements, obviously, to hint that's going to be going to crazy town. Uh, almost like a Mirakami story where it's like, that dwarf character's yeah. unusual. Like, like the, the edges, the edges are frayed, but you know, it's quite yeah. it's like out of focus. You don't quite notice but it But still, you're in the real world. But then eventually you go into Alice's in Wonderland. Like you go into the fucking weirdness. And then uh, once I get there, I'm going to really start going heavy. Like with the writing, I want it to mirror the weirdness of like what's happening. So, you know, one chapter might just be written in all alliteration. Because you're like, what the fuck? Like, because I've been hinting at that the whole the whole story so far up to that, where I have part, like I said, in that I have parts where some of the characters, uh, who might be more involved in like the crazy the craziness, the one character it was only him 
uh, where the alliteration was uh, in either his movements or even in some of his phrasing of the things. And it might have even been before that part. But later, you know, I'll have a character maybe, if it's not the whole chapter, maybe just one character, everything that involves just that one character is alliteration. So <laughs> it'd be like really weird. Maybe like uh, maybe like one chapter would be like a play on just like weird sound effects or something, almost comic book style. Like everything's just like amplified for whatever reason. And it depends on which part of this weird universe that they're going to be in too that I'm creating. But I think that makes for a more fun read too for the reader is if, Every chapter gives you something new to focus on, but you do have to do it in a way where it's not completely overt. So even like the alliteration idea, it wouldn't just be animals, ailing apples. Like it would be like it would start off slow in the chapter, maybe ease into it. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, why is it all this whole fucking paragraph starts with bees? Like every letter like starts with a C on this. Like You throw it in there. Like you were talking about your story progressing, like it would just be that individual idea progressing until the point where it's like the reader's like, wait, what the fuck? And I just, I think that'd be a fun way to tell stories is uh, um, probably, I haven't read it, but like James Joyce Ulysses, I think, does things like that where he has chapters where it's like all fucking wonky and like everything's different. Like I might be making this up, but I think there's maybe a chapter where you just ask questions the whole chapter. Mm-hmm. Everything's just a question. I just I'll I'll uh, look forward to uh, hearing your opinion on that once you start that stuff. Yeah, because there's a uh, there's a DC character called uh, Egan. Uh, yeah, he's like a demon, and um, he only he speaks in rhymes. Which, Ooh. oh, which is, oh, this is cool. Until you but, have to write But fucking... I've heard multiple writers like, oh, I really love this character, but I just, I can't, I don't ever use him because I, the whole speaking and rhymes thing is, is a pain in the ass. I was actually thinking of having a character that spoke in rhymes, and just for that exact reason, I was like, I don't know if I want that. I'm not going to go so hard as to be like an Alan Moore where you have a fucking chapter that's just unreadable, like Finnegan's Wake, because I think he has a chapter that's supposed to be an homage to Finnegan's Wake, so it's just like a bunch of made-up words and nonsense. Like, I'm not going to go that far, but I, I do want to experiment more. And I do have, I bought, a like, a notebook that I'm just going to do experimental writing in just to, like, flesh out some of these ideas before I implement them into my novel or even, you know, maybe just for another work in the future. Yeah. Just, you know, there's always the old uh, try to write a, a novel, which a couple novels have uh, been written this way without the letter E. yeah. Like what the fuck? And then, but then you get really, really weird sentences. Like I think I forget uh, one was like the guy was describing a cake. Like he couldn't just say cake because it has an e in it, so he had to like use this really convoluted way to say cake. It just it's it was ridiculous, but like that could be fun. Like just the challenge would be fun. Obviously, I'm not gonna expect my first book to ever get published if it was written like that. Yeah, you know, right. Fucking weirdness. Um, or a gimmick. But hey, you, that's something you're gonna do whenever you've got like uh, like kind of a fan base and you've got like a library behind you and it's like you know what guys i want to do a fuck around one and just see mm-hmm. what happens yeah the main reason i'm doing it is just because i think it's a lot of fun just like experimenting with like the writing styles and stuff and the chapters like being slightly different um but another reason is i think it's going to help my book stand out because i how many books you read where it's you know a to z story character arc is like you know the characters have their normal arcs the hero's journey but the writing itself doesn't have to be that straightforward it can have those same things you know 
Story can still go linear A to Z. You can still have the character growth and the hero's journey, all that stuff. But the actual writing could be fun and different. It doesn't have to just be the same kind of writing everyone implements, you know, just... And then he was walking down the street, and he picked up the garbage, and then he found a used condom on his shoe, and then he saw a hooker in the alley running for her life, and he's like, who did that condom belong to? And it's like, you can, you know, you could do fun stuff with that condom. Maybe write the whole story from the perspective of the used condom. Not the whole story, the whole chapter, or just the whole scene. I don't know. Uh, So anyway, that's the DPW podcast, I suppose. So if you folks want to check out our Caleb said... Caleb said, Caleb, yeah, I forgot we were talking about dialogue tags. That was the whole point of this. Uh, So if you want to check out our work and our dialogue tags and yell at me for not using said enough in lieu of other fucking tags like shouted and spooged and spittled and stuttered, all S's for some reason, uh, you can go to drunkenpenwriting.com. Spewed. Spewed. That's a good one. I'm going to use a spewed. Um, That's also a good way, like, because I use like spittle in there and frothing at the mouth and stuff, and then those weren't the necessarily dialogue. spittle could have been used with the dialogue tag, but frothing at the mouth wasn't. But spewed is great because like that shows like he's really like bah, like you know spewing it out. He's fucking barfing it out at you. Whatever he's saying, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter's at drunk pen writing. The other ones are at drunken pen writing. And uh, if you if you want to tell me anything about the excerpt I read, you can reach out at uh, yeah, just fucking find us. You know where to find us. Go to the contact page. We don't go nowhere. Yeah, I was gonna give up my personal. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't want to give up my personal email or my personal Twitter. You know why? Why? Because I barely use them. Well, I use the email, but not the Twitter. Uh, so anyway, thank you for listening, and we will check you next time. Spew, spew, spew.